Welcome to the very first episode of It's a Packed Life podcast. I'm your host, Celeste, and today on the show, we have the amazing Kat Harmon. This podcast is all about living a life of intention. And the way that I feel that happens for me in my life is cultivating a life of authenticity, community, connection, and doing that through intention. So without anything further really today, let's just get right to it. I still remember so clearly the day that I met you, it was at a park, you and your beautiful daughter and your husband showed up and you were wearing yellow. You had these yellow sunglasses <laughs> and your clothes were yellow and you were like sunshine personified. <laughs> there was just this warmth and this energy. And I was like her, I want to be her friend. And so I made an excuse in my head to walk over to where you and Tracy were talking. And Tracy is a mutual friend of ours. That's how we met through Tracy. And um, I made an excuse to walk over there and throw away something by the trash can where you guys were talking because I was like, I need to find a way to bring myself into the sphere of this person. And it was awesome. We had an amazing conversation. I remember yeah. it as well. Yeah. And since then, it's been. Well, at least half a year, about half a year since then, right? Yeah. Every it might be time, a year. Has it, I don't think it's been a full year because okay. I haven't been part of co-op a full year. It was during the summer. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's coming up on a year. We're coming yeah. close to it. You know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on this podcast is exactly what we were just talking about. The podcast is all about living with intention. And I really feel like you have like this amazing grasp of being able to understand how to do that, I'm how to <laughs> that right there. I like to call my guests out when they do that, because the whole point of this is that as we're authentic, as we're living this life, it's never going to be that hundred percent ideal, perfect, because like you were saying, we're human, we are human. Mm -hmm. So take the compliment. <laughs> okay. You're right. I'm working on receiving. Thank you. That is a part of my plan this year. My goal this year is just to accept the love that's coming my way. <laughs> Let's start with the question of, um, do you purposely go out of your way to live this life of intention? Um, yes, absolutely. It's really cool. Uh, I'm going to give a little shout out to my partner. It's really cool that I have somebody that can see me clearly yeah. and use my own language back to me. Cause when I hear my words coming out of his mouth, it's an immediate shift, whether I'm triggered or ungrounded. And that has been super beneficial now Right <laughs> in the past when he was like, when we first started to have this type of communication where I'm like, please tell me. And we're like, we're definitely been on this journey together. I'll hear him, you know, and I'll, I'll use two years ago, I'm really coming into this awakening and, and wanting to change and wanting to be intentional because I want people to know that it's not your typical, beautiful transition. Having somebody be there for you support system doesn't have to be your partner. It can be a friend. It can be um, an acquaintance, but having them call you out when you are definitely out either ungrounded or triggered is 
incredibly challenging in the beginning <laughs> because you're like, what? <laughs> well, for me, I'm from Dallas, North Carolina, and I listen to a lot of Wu-Tang and Tupac. And, and for some reason, that's where I go when I get challenged. I'm like, excuse me. Uh, my reaction, by the way, is fight, not flight or freeze. So very in my mind, I think I'm uh, some kind of gangster rapper or something. Uh, anyways, so in the beginning, it was very challenging. It was uh, very hard to want to hear from that state. Um, so the first thing that I realized that I had to come to terms with is softening my ego softening the part of me that that in my past needed to stand up for me a, lo a lot of the place that i teach from is um the self-awareness uh the self-love is noticing when a defense mechanism is no longer needed and giving yourself compassion and letting it go uh, eventually you do get to the awareness where you realize that you're triggered and still can't stop that's when you love the shit out of yourself, you stop, you give yourself grace in that moment and you go, okay, okay. I realize that I can't come down. So what am I going to use to get back to, to neutral? And for me, I, I ground myself. I use breath work. Uh, I really love tapping. I love EFT tapping. I can't talk enough about it. I have tons of people that um, are amazing at it and can teach you more about it than me, but that is a rabbit hole to go down. I like to do what I call a shame dump. <laughs> that sounds kind of weird coming from somebody that says love the shit out of yourself because that could definitely, maybe I need to tie those two things together because this is something that I literally um, have not talked about. I just, I do. So I've found myself in a situation. I'm triggered. I've reacted at this point instead of responded. I've reacted and now I've caught myself and I'm like, oh my God. So what I do in that moment is I go get, the version of me that reacted, whether it's two-year-old me, 10-year-old me, 20-year-old me, teenager me, gangster me, um, I go get them and I just love the shit out of them. So I visualize myself hugging whatever age I think I'm at. And it doesn't even matter. You don't even have to do that part. You can just think it, but I like to visualize it and then feel as if I am being held by myself. Sometimes I use my hands and then I take all of that shame because the, the shame loop is going to fire. You're like, oh my God, I should have known better. I can't believe I did that or said that or whatever. And I take that all from the top of my head and just start to let it like drain out into my feet or my seat. If I'm, if I'm seated, I send it through my tailbone. If I'm standing, I send it down through my feet. And that has been a huge game changer. I've been doing that for like the past four months. And it's so easy to, to come back to neutral, which is the most important thing. Now, as a society, we have been programmed to think that we should hold on to shame. You should know better. You should know better. Okay, well, now I know better. Why do I need to carry this shit on my back? Right. You know? So that has been such a huge game changer for me. I love this. I love this so much. And we will probably, I'll, this will probably be the highlight that I post in the show notes talking about, hey, come listen to this episode where Kat Harmon explains the shame dump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm take a dump with cat knife. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna definitely get some stickers made. Shame dump. Shame dump. I like it. I have these stickers that say I poop in the woods or I shit in the woods. But 
Because, you know, we were RV living and camping and stuff. And it was one of the things that made me crack up really hard. And so I was just thinking, what can we do along those lines? Like shame dump in the woods, you know? like Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's going to come together. I, I'm gonna yeah. Wow. I'm taking all these notes. <laughs> oh, good. Yay. Which yeah. is, is exciting to me because I truly feel like the people I want on the podcast are people that resonate with me. Because I feel like when I've been doing all this stuff, it's like, find your perfect listener. You know what? I am the listener for this podcast. (laughs) And the people that are in my tribe that resonate on that level with me are going to be the people that this resonates with. And so I'm like, I'm taking notes. Oh, this is going to be a good one. (laughs) So really, they're like, come up with your ideal, ideal client. And I was like, my God, it's me. It's me a couple years because I've been working through it and where I'm at now, but it literally past me. So now I know how to talk clear. I don't have right. to water it down anymore. Cause me, right. I don't want it watered down. Right. I need you to tell me, Right. <laughs> tell me the truth. Is this going to, is loving the shit out of myself going to be easy or hard? Well, that's all your perspective, but I'm going to tell you what, it's going to be big. It's right. going to be big. And that's, um, that's one of the things that I, I literally just was speaking about with a friend is you can't expect to be Woo, hi, like the sunshine version version of me that you met. That's that is me. That's that's hi. me. But if I love and I shine that big, I also have to feel the other things right. that big because right. we're in a duetic uh, reality. So in those moments when I feel that pain, sadness, whatever, that big, that is when I'm loving myself. Because if you if you do that shame, if you're like, I shouldn't. Why am I this sad? I literally don't have any reason to be this sad or I shouldn't be this triggered or, or whatever. That's when we loop it. That's when we stay in that cycle. So now I'm just like, let it out. Sometimes I don't even know why I'm sad. And I'm just, I just tell my partner and my child, I'm like, I just, I need like an hour and then go and I work through my tools or sometimes just cry and that's it. And then, and let it out. And then I'm, I'm back because we can't expect to have all this amazing and then none of this because that's imbalanced. Well, I'll tell you, Kat, I'm drawn to you at all of the energy levels that I have seen you show up at over the time. Like I remember we were sitting in the pavilion at our homeschool co-op that we're both part of, but you and David were sitting there talking and I had come over to talk with both of you. And we were having this conversation about how we're going to show up at, at, in different emotions and different spaces and different places. And to just, you know, be gentle with ourselves in those moments, you know, instead of worrying about, Oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Yep. Just, and this is a question like, why, why do we sit in so much judgment of ourselves all the time? Like, who is that serving? It's not serving out. You know, I could go super deep into this, but it's definitely a program that has been implanted through generations. Yeah. And the rebel in me is like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm going to break this. If, you know, if it kills me, I'm going to break this cycle. My child is going to know that however she feels in every moment is okay. It's a process because she's about to be five. And there were two years of her life that I was not aware that I was just passing down trauma. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, we're gonna have to unpack some of that stuff later, I'm sure. But I'm gonna do I'm gonna do so much better now. <laughs> Your sweet child, I tell you this every time, 
reminds me so much of my child. Mm. They have this independent, precocious spirit about them that just, you know, I'm, I'm excited to watch her journey. If I have anything to look forward to, look at that magical child you have. (laughs) Like, that's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. It's very exciting. So we kind of, um, in passing, have mentioned a little bit, what is it, Kat, that you do? That is a wonderful question that I'm trying to figure out. No, um, I am, let's see, I'm a self-love guide. I also do it through a lot of modalities, which Reiki and energy movement is one of my favorites that I don't promote a lot. Uh, It's one-on-one work that I love to do. Uh, Yoga, of course, any type of yoga, as far as my favorite, is probably my full moon and new moon flows that I have on um, YouTube. I'm just getting back into that. I had let that go and I'm ready to bring it back because it's just, it's, it's a very channeled practice. I don't have to really think. Probably my favorite thing to do right now, um, movement wise is my chakra dance. Uh, I love your chakra dance. It's so fun. fun. I love doing it. We do it. uh, I, I release a new one every Monday. I'm trying to get maybe a one a month um, in-person class going. I'm looking for a, a black light one next month might be kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that'll be cool. So, and then on top of that, we have our transformational event company, Soul Harmony, and we do a couple of events a year. Our biggest one is our, our festival in the fall. It's September 22nd to the 25th this year. We celebrate the Equinox, which energetically is like harvesting all of the work that you did, right? You planted the seeds in the spring. Your fruit is coming to fruition in the summer. You're working hard. You're sweating. You're really putting in this work. And then in the fall, you get to harvest and and find the gratitude for the version of you, you know, move through. Um, And the festival encompasses that with healers, uh, holistic vendors. Last year, we had about 65 classes. Here, we're going to offer an Equinox special ceremony on the Thursday before the big festival starts. So it'll be like a fire ceremony, cacao ceremony, all kinds of things. And so I think what Soul Harmony encompasses is really a community connector and how to bring like-minded people together in this one container over a weekend so that throughout the rest of the year, we are all still connected and supported in different ways. So Soul Harmony is your festival. Yeah. And all of your other things fall under the umbrella of love the shit out of yourself. They do. I mean, really our whole company is still harmony, but love the okay. shit out of herself is, is like the, as our lifestyle brand, if that makes sense. Okay. So, it's like, so, so soul harmony is the company. Yeah. Look, I'm still work. trying to figure it out, but that's <laughs> how it's coming together because they're like, they're like, you can't be two big businesses. I was like, okay. All right. But soul harmony is our like registered business company is soul harmony. I love it. And love the shit out of yourself. I love that. Trademark, both of them. Yay. Yay. Good job. Real now. Good job. Good job. So how long have you been doing these festivals? Uh, last year was our first big festival. Before that, I had done a couple of small markets. I had about 20 vendors and a couple of classes. Really, I mean, it started in 2020 and then um, I got this message that was like, you need to throw a festival. And I'm like, okay, it's a pandemic, (laughs) you know, like, uh, no. The wrong time to get this message. That's the perfect time, actually, because we're, we're going to be craving. We are, we're all in this space right now where we're craving connection. And that, that's really what, what was showing up was like, how can I 
how can I get everybody together? Because it felt like a lot of the people that I was speaking to in the community just felt alone, right? Because we had been so isolated and there's not a big awareness in our area of the holistic community. You know, you probably know a handful of people that do a couple of things. Here's a handful of people, a couple of things with like the world shutting down. It was like, we didn't have each other. Well, Um, and I think too, right now, people are really looking for the things that have been missing in their lives. I was going to say they woke up and they were like, whoa. (laughs) Well, I was thinking that I was like this whole idea of like the hibernation space and blah, blah, blah. Like the pandemic was, was this whole world hibernation that happened. And we've never had an experience like that in our lifetime where the whole world was forced into a space of hibernation. And I think though, that it gives us a really good opportunity to reflect and decide, you know, what are the things that no, that I don't want to bring back into my space? Because anytime we take a big pause like that, whether it's our body causing it or we ourselves do it, you know, maybe you lose a job, maybe you, you know, there's all these life experience and events that happen that create a pause that happens. And some people are just vibrating at a higher self and they can do it without that. But I'm not one of those people. <laughs> we need the pause. We need to remember that. Yeah, we do. Or we'll be forced to take it. Look, I mean, Mother Earth was like, all right, y'all, time out. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all need a time out because it's time. It was time for us to be shaken up so that we could realize that we were a lot of us. I would say most of us were running on autopilot. I mean, the things that fell away out of my life that I thought were me, the things that fell away, they fell away easily. Now everything is opening back up. We are coming into uh, society again. And the people that like on their own were like, oh yes, this is all these things are no longer me. They're coming back into society and they don't have a home. They don't have a place to land. They don't have a community of support. So that's what Soul Harmony was. And now since then, these events are just popping off. I mean, this weekend I'm in two events. I'm at soul, the soul expo in the morning and I'm at bright, the bright fire festival in the evening, two totally different events that still have that same underlying. We're a little different. We can hold space for you. Come be with us, you know, and we're going to continue to find each other that way. It's been really cool to watch what has happened since soul harmony fest. I'm not saying my, my event wasn't like this catalyst, but kind of feels like it was a little bit because like there has been spiritual communities just growing and, and supporting each other. Right. What I noticed was not happening. Well, well I think that like that pause gives us the ability to say, okay, these are the things I don't want to bring back into my life. And what are the things I do want to bring back into my life? Because I now recognize that there's limited time on this planet and I have limited time and yeah, I really enjoyed having this like break from maybe driving in traffic or, you know, like a lot of these different things that we just get caught up in. There. I know so many people who are like, I'm not going back to work, you know, 50 hours a week or even the regular 40 hours a week. They're like, why, why am I living my life for a paycheck that I'm not doing anything with other than living my life for the paycheck? Isn't that unreal? Like most of us were in that mindset. Like hustle, 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 hustle. And 
where's the life in that? You're hustling. At, everything is so like hard. People are like living to work instead of yeah. working to live. Yeah. And that's what we do now. I mean, people look at my husband and Maya's lifestyle, like maybe family, <laughs> look at us from the outside and are like, what are you guys doing? Like we literally... <laughs> don't really have, I mean, our company is our, is our job, you know, right. we, we work underneath that umbrella, but we don't have a nine to five and we don't fit into that mindset of, well, you know, you get two weeks off a year and right. that's when you're allowed to have fun. And on the weekends, I mean, we're getting ready to go. We're getting ready to travel across a couple of States to go to a Memphis mushroom festival, just to see what it's like to have a festival on a campground and experience that with my family. And like, maybe I'll learn something, but if not, maybe we just have fun and meet a lot of cool people. And that's our life. Like we get to, yeah. to decide that now because we made that shift from, it doesn't have to be this way. You don't right. have to lock yourself into a certain type of lifestyle and, and it can change. Right. It can change. Yeah. Like I love one of, one of the questions I love to ask myself is says who, Like whenever, whenever it's like, I need to, whenever I feel that, like I should, I need, I, I pause and ask myself says who, because I need to check in and make sure it's actually coming from me. I love that. And not from familial or cultural or some, you know, outside sources of some kind, because I spent a lot of my life trying to find answers to questions that weren't even my questions. Mm. I had just been raised to believe these are the questions that we're supposed to look for the answers for. Mm. And when I took a step back from that and was like, wait a minute, this isn't even my question. This is not something that I want to be spending all of this time and energy looking for some purpose and how to be happy all the time, you know, because emotions are fluid. If happiness is my goal, I'm going to fail every single time because you cannot, it's like trying to hold on to a cloud. You cannot do it. You cannot do it. And you will end up just burnt out, frustrated and feeling like a failure and in a shame cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, I love that. Our minds are so incredibly powerful and we've been getting some sort of programming most of our life. It's okay to question it. You know, and a lot of times we're told, no, 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 that is the truth. And you're like, well, how? Says who? <laughs> yeah. And if we live, yeah, says who? There we go. I'm going to read that. <laughs> says who? Says who? If we live in this quantum reality, the thing is, that's all true. And it's all not true in some way, right? So even when you catch yourself in those spaces, where mine is, I haven't done enough, which is crazy because I like move all the time. So I, I'm really, I'm really unprogramming that one. I like, I'm getting better at it, but like, I'm not enough or I haven't done enough. You know, then you just pull yourself back as an observer and look at you, like, look, like really look at you. Okay. What have you done today? Even if you've done nothing, you are still the person that has done all this stuff up until this day. Right. You know, like how in this human experience, can we ever believe that we're not enough? The story you told me before about me showing up at the park, even if that's the only thing that we've ever done together, like that was enough. Right. Like that was enough. That one conversation was enough. We connected. We got to feel each other's energy, change each other's outlook on life. Yeah. 
in just one conversation. That's enough. I don't have to do anything else for the rest of my life. <laughs> just, just chill, you know, like we, we have to start believing that. And I, I mean, I, I believe that everybody, but like in this feminine energy, we definitely have got to remember that every bit of us is already enough. Every bit of us already enough because that is the weight we carry a lot of. Maybe it's as parents. Uh, I don't know. I've definitely always moved as a child that I was not enough. My my husband's stuff is a little bit different, so I can't wait to hear his podcast. <laughs> Just being in the mindset or, or uh, be, being the observer of your thoughts, right? Being the observer of your thoughts so that you can see what is real and is not real. I'm not enough. Says who? Me. Well, I say that. Why am I saying that? That is not true. And, and, then and is like, that really you saying it? Or yeah. are you just regurgitating what someone else said? You know, it's like tracing right. it back. You were talking about how um, you trace back the trigger point to an age or something to mm-hmm. see like where it hit. And it's it's a lot of that same concept that I use with what we're talking about here. Where it's, when it's like, when I do the says who, and I'm like, oh, that's coming from me. And I'm like, coming from me when that's my next step. You know, I take it back to when did I internalize that message and make it my own? And was that a survival we were talking about, right? Is that something I did as a survival mechanism? And is that still a survival mechanism I need now? Or is it one that I can go to me in that space and that time and say, hey, come with me. Let me show you that I'm now almost 45. I'm a mom now. I'm the parent. Um, This is my child. This is how I'm raising my child. Here's the space that we live in. Look at the safety and the life that we have created. You know, and I, I saw something on Instagram. Someone had posted, you are the person today that you needed to comfort you as a child. Mm. And, and that's that exercise that I do. Like it, it just resonated so deeply with me because I do this exercise usually with my therapist, because I'm I'm not yet to the point where I'm so clever that I think of it of my, myself in the moment. (laughs) Having support. (laughs) Yes. is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, No shame. Shame dump that. (laughs) Yeah. Having support is wonderful. So, but, but going back and, and bringing, you know, the energy or the experience, the, that self, that part of myself that's trapped in that moment, that's trying to hold on to something that does not serve me anymore and bringing it into the space that I've created to say, Hey, look, you don't, you don't need to hold on to this. We can let it go. You know? And in fact, brought um, a little child part of myself the other day up and sat her at the edge of our pool. And she's just sitting out there with an ice cream cone. Now she doesn't have to hide in the closet and be scared. She gets to sit at the pool and be a happy little camper. And I'm excited to see what happens now that I've let go of the fear that she was holding on to so deeply, mm. you know, that, and, and that like, there was actually, I've had this um, pain that keeps coming back up in my shoulder where as a little kid, when I was leaning in the closet, I was leaning against something to push into it, to feel that pain instead of focusing on what I was hiding from. Which and side? It, it was on my um, left. Yeah. Left side was on my left side and the shoulder. And, but the other day um, it was, it was like two days before I had my therapy appointment, I had just turned to put my deodorant in the drawer and the rib right there popped out. 
And the whole thing was just all inflamed. And I was just like, I have got to trace this back. I have to trace this back. I have to find out where this is coming from. So after I'd done my inversion table and gotten the rib to go back in and doing the physical things that I needed in this moment, um, I've kept journals most of my life. I went back through my journals all the way back to, and it was 1983. I was almost five years old and I found the, the space where this pain had come from and was then able to go into my therapy appointment armed with the information that I needed for her to help then guide me through this process to be able to go back to this little self that needed me to rescue, you know, but just needed to be able to not be stuck in that closet mm-hmm. and come. And, and, and then now she's, she sits out by the pool with an ice cream cone. I love that. I just keep going back to it. You said it's the back of the left of your heart. So that's like your feminine energy as well. That's your go with the flow side and how you receive love. The wonderful thing about being a human is we can understand things up here, but we also have to physically move the energy from our body. So I love that you said you you went to the inversion table first. Yeah, but there might be like some cool tapping things that we can do and clearing things that we can do to release the trauma from your actual like cells. It's so free because it it's in there and it's okay that it's in there because now you have this awareness of when that gets triggered, you're like, oh, okay, that fear isn't real. It's okay that I feel it because you'll still feel it in your body if it's trapped in your body. So now you can know that, okay, this is not real and you can take, you do your tools, whatever they are to move it out of the body. When I was that age, my, my parents had started fighting and they had been fighting. And so I had gone into the closet to hide. And I don't know if that, because I wasn't old enough to write all this in my journal, right? It's just piecing together from talking to an older sister and what was in the journal. And my dad um, would get upset with my mom from these fights and he would just leave. He would go and sleep at his office. Corey traveled, well, he was in the air force. And so he was gone a lot for deployments and things. And I spent a lot of time having to like remind myself that he wasn't leaving because of a choice, mm-hmm. you know, and he travels sometimes for work now. And he had like a small trip that had come up right in the middle of some other stuff that was going on. And of course, you know, yeah, it's always how it is, right? There's always a way too much to handle. It feels like, but then we handle it. So, <laughs> but it just all just kind of came up. I'm kind of excited to see with this awareness now of where that came from. And like, it's something that we were talking about triggers. It's something that I've known I get triggered by when he leaves. I have Mm. known that I have a sense of abandon, like this fear of abandonment. Mm. And I've worked through a lot of that, but there's always been like something holding me back from just stepping into a true sense of safety Mm -hmm. in being alone. Mm. And I mean, I'm the third of 13 children. And so I I have not spent very much of my life alone. I've constantly been around other people and I'm an extrovert. My hyper social self, a lot of that was to protect myself from having a sense of abandonment or from having to like spend too much time alone because I didn't love everything that I was finding when I was alone with myself. That's one of the things that went, because I had a panic disorder for 12 years that made me 
reclusive. And I ended up, you know, this is my body. It just said, we've got to find a way to be okay being alone. So now you're just alone. (laughs) But it's one of those things that now, now as I'm, I think about four years now that I haven't had the panic disorder anymore, but learning how to step back into the space of being myself. But what, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, what do I want that to look like at this point? And I don't want to refill my schedule with so much busy social, you know, and I'm recognizing that while I am an extrovert, I also really, really love my alone time. I haven't spent a lot of time being comfortable in the safety of being alone. Mm. Like it's, there's still aspects of it that don't feel safe, you know, and we have four dogs and we have, you know, I have my child that, and we homeschool, we do these things, but, but now as a teenager, my child spends way more time doing their own thing and they don't want mom around all the time. And so it's just really a, a space and a time in my life where I'm looking like, okay, what, what do I want to be doing with my time? Because here in a couple of years, I won't even have the distraction of the child living in my home. Mm-hmm. And am I going to be happy and comfortable and confident in who I am in this moment? You mm-hmm. know, and, and I don't want that to be this huge gaping hole. I, I get that there's going to be a period of grieving and moving through into the new sp- space and stuff, but I'm really being intentional about trying to set myself up for that to not be like a crisis moment. Right. That's beautiful. First of all, um, just want to let you know, I very much resonate with your story. Um, uh, I found out that I didn't even realize I had an abandonment wound from my dad leaving. I had no idea because it was I was two. We have a fine relationship now. I mean, like he's a part of my life, my daughter's life. I found out that I had that deep, like I went in deep and found it. Uh, I'll just be a little vulnerable on how to guided uh, shamanic plant medicine journey that I thought was just going to be me and my husband, like having fun in the woods. It was not, <laughs> but I wanted to go there. Like the, the medicine won't take you where you don't want to go. I wanted to go and find out why I freaked out and wanted David to leave all the time. Like, I'm like, just leave me already. I know you're going to leave me like all the time that was falling out of my mouth because Delaney was at the age where I was left. But, but moving through my whole life, like the, the defense mechanism of being the, the one that's always, Hey, come on guys, totally for sure. Me, like I, I get that. So what I've been doing is catching myself, catching myself in those spaces where if the abandonment wound gets triggered, like he's wanting to leave because we obviously need space. We're in a triggered space, right? He's wanting to leave. And I'm like, if he leaves me, I'm going to like die, right? That was the, that because it's trapped in our body. It's trapped in our body. So we can know all day long. We can know all day long that they are not going to leave us, that everything is going to be okay, but it's not going to make sense because the trauma is stored in our body. Like you said, system's going to respond by going into fight or flight yeah. every time. So yeah. what you can do now, or what I've been practicing over the past couple of years now is knowing that. And literally it's, it's the same thing that I do with the shame, shame dump is like allowing my body to feel fear. Here, I'll give you my favorite one. Super simple. I just do my fingertips in this moment. I am safe. And then I reverse it in this moment. I am love or loved, depending on what you need to, if you need to remember that you are loved, or if you need to remember that you are loved because you are loved. So in this moment, I am safe in this moment. I am love. And I do that with an inhale. 
So you're for, inhaling for, while the, you for the podcast people that won't see the video. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah, guys. So sorry. You're tapping your, you're tapping your fingers, your index finger, then your uh, middle finger, your, your right finger, your, your pinky. Thumb. Yeah, you're tapping it with your thumb. So you're just meeting those finger, and then you're reversing it. Pinky, uh, ring right. finger, index. <laughs> oh, sorry, middle, middle finger, finger. You know index. how to do it. I, I wish you could see me. I'm so I'm not very good at explaining it. Yeah. So tapping your fingers. One, two three, four, and then you reverse from the pinky one, two, three, four. So you keep that going as you inhale two, three, four, exhale two, three, four. And then you're saying as you're inhaling and exhaling in this moment, I am safe in this moment. I am love. And as I'm doing that, I start to relax from the crown of the head down all the way through the rest of the body. So do it as many times as it takes to feel that. And what that's doing on a nervous system level is it's resetting. Right. It's like, oh, okay. They, they don't need me to be ready. They don't need me to be um, ready to protect them. Right. Cause that's why it's firing, whether it's fight, flight, or freeze, it's firing. Cause you need to be protected. Right. So you're reminding your nervous system that you are okay. And it's re it's basically, it's replaying this. Cause you just said you had the, the rib thing and you had um, your husband going on a vac uh, like a trip. Right. So that was showing up to be seen, to be healed. It's not showing up to punish you or to right. be like, you're not doing the work. It's like, Hey, or to be like, you're not good enough for people to stick around. Yeah. No, it's like, Hey, you're ready. You're ready. Yeah. We don't need this anymore. Get it out of this body, get it out of your cells. So you can do it with those, those tapping, um, finger taps, or you can do it uh, just by uh, doing that same thought and tapping your sternum heart chakra center, uh, right on your thymus and like really giving it like a thump. I mean, I, I use all kinds of tools, but th those are my go-to for survival. Because when you're, when you get triggered like that, it is normally going to go back to your root chakra, your survival center, because we stored a lot of these original traumas when we were little kids, right? Those are some of the things that, that helped me clear that I'm not safe because a lot of my life I've tried to control thing really um, showed up a lot and as a passenger uh, in a car, my husband driving and I'm like, or anybody else driving, but my husband is who I was with a lot. And I'm like, you're insane. <laughs> but in reality, what it was doing over and over was um, hitting that trauma. Right. I didn't need to control the situation. I needed to see that I felt unsafe. And how could I feel safe? Because he doesn't want me to die. <laughs> like he doesn't right. want to wreck. He's not driving to wreck the car. Like uh, one of, I did some immersion therapy with that. Uh, my friend is a, a drift, like a, an amazing drift race car driver. He has this route through his woods and I was like, okay, took a rally car and that sat me in the front with the helmet and everything. And I got my hands on the thing and I'm like, okay, go. And he took me through it. And I like literally did that same energetic calming. <laughs> I had my hands like this, like on my root chakra, I have my hands like this holding on and just breathe and continually reset my nervous system. Like he went through it once and he was like, okay, how was that? And I was like, insane. He was like, okay, that was about 50%. Do you want to go more? And I was like, that was 50%. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's go up. And we ended up getting up to like 80% or whatever. We did it a couple more times, but like I kept retraining my nervous system because we are in charge of that. 
We think that we're not. We think that it's something that is just happening to us, but we are in total control of that and can reset it. And we have to have compassion with ourselves as we do it, right? Because that program has been going this way and well, feeling this child, way. You didn't deep, get to yeah. have control over that. Well, we didn't. We didn't. And that's what we're doing for our children. Right. Right. Is we're explaining things to them. Right. We just, as children, were told to shut up, go over here, whatever because you're. Because I'm the parent and I said so, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So then we start to form a story in our mind that is not real. Right. That's when we plant that trauma and that same pathway has been running our whole life. And we're trying to go over here, yeah. right? Oh, you can't see it on the, on the podcast. So you're going in a straight line and all of a sudden you want to start to take a diagonal path to a new destination, right? I don't want to have the same thing. So that new path to that new destination is not as pretty, right? You're going to have to take the machete and like clear that new path. And then you're going to have to walk it so that the, that there starts to be like this dirt path, right? And it's not overgrown grass. You're going to have to go through that same path over and over until it starts to land as deep as the other program. So when you find yourself in that old program, there's the loving the shit out of yourself. Just see it, just see it and go, oops. And then go to the other side. Don't see it and go, you fucked up. Yeah. Right. You're, 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 you know, you're not smart, whatever. You're not good enough. Cause you, you know, better No, because you know, better just go, okay. Redirect <laughs> with, with this. One of the things that my therapist has been working with me on over the last couple of years is pausing in that moment when I normally spin down to, Oh, I shouldn't da, 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 you know, or, or just releasing being like, okay, yeah, no, this doesn't serve me anymore. Before you move in either of those directions, taking the pause and saying, how do you feel towards this part that created this reaction? Because it really causes me to be reflective and look and say, well, shit, no wonder I did that. It was to survive. Mm-hmm. And then usually some kind of um, sadness might come up that they felt the need to respond that way. And, but it inevitably it gets to a space of compassion. Yep. That's, where where, that's how you heal. Yeah. Yeah. It's just finding the way to have the ability to love who you were at any given moment, you know, regardless of whether <laughs> Bless you. Regardless of whether the reaction was something that we now look at as toxic or something that's not serving the way we want our life to be in this moment. That was getting me all in the third eye and making me sneeze, clear it out. That was cool. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that, that is it. I mean, that is, that's how we get there is by seeing ourselves clearly, having compassion for who we were, having compassion for who we are and being excited about where we're going. Man, I got another person that maybe would love to have on a podcast because she was explaining to me um, the shame response is really not needed after about eight years old. And she gets to go into this way deeper. Um, We use it as parents. It has been used throughout generations to get kids to be safe. Right. You know, don't, don't stick that fork into the socket. And, you know, and you see them. Ooh. So what happens is as a society realize that you could get somebody to do something by doing, you know, throwing your throwing shame at them and you should know better. Or you shouldn't do that. 
and they manipulated it to where they're still using it with adults, right? So really it's unnecessary after about eight years old. So that's, that's one of the reasons that I have been using that shame dump technique. I'm like, this is not going to help the situation at all whatsoever. It doesn't bring me clarity. It doesn't fix anything. So what is it necessary for? It literally only makes you feel worse about yourself and, and literally loops you back into the cycle of shame. Like you're, you're literally stuck in a loop now when the energy energetically it's coming up to the surface because it wants to be seen so that it can be healed. Not it wants to be seen so that you can feel like shit about yourself. <laughs> so we're gonna love that shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna love that shit out of you. Yeah. So that's that's the goal. It's really it's to it's to get activated. That's that's the part people do not love. You're gonna get activated. Oh, yeah. trigger. <laughs> You're gonna get activated. Now you need to work on being the observer of the situation because when you can be the observer, then you can respond and not react. Even if you catch yourself in a reaction, that compassion comes in like, okay, I see it. And then allow yourself to let it go. Because I mean, literally humans are like one of the only species that are like, oh, I did something bad. And then they carry that around with themselves for the rest of their life. Some things for the rest of our lives. Literally, if a bird does something like that's dangerous, it's, it's like, whoops, ooh, and it's on to the next thing. And it's not flying around when that was really stupid that I flew in front of that car. It was like, hell yeah, <laughs> I didn't die. And it moves on. You learn something about each situation and then you move on. The shame is literally unnecessary. Does that help? <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it, Kat. And I really love this whole conversation. Yay, I, we so can, I, I feel like I could spend hours and hours just talking with you. In fact, over our lifetime, we're going to, I just know it, but <laughs> I really, really am so glad that you came and shared yourself with the listeners today. Before we leave, I like to ask my guests if they have a favorite book that they recommend or something that resonates with themselves or maybe, and also if there's something that you're currently reading or listening to. Oh man, I am, a, am an absorber. I know I should have let you know ahead of time that I was going to ask this one. <laughs> no, you're fine. I have a reference book that I use a lot in my energetic ses sessions where I find energy trapped in the body. Um, I believe it's Chakra Healing 101. Yeah. What was the other question? Let me see if I can answer that one. Um, something that you're reading or listening to right now. I listen to wackadoodle stuff. Uh, one of the things that I have been listening to is the Energetic Alchemist. Um, she does a lot of channeling. And I take everything with a grain of salt, but her stuff is coming through very much about being embodied, being self being in the body and loving yourself through all these things. Cause a lot of these things that were coming up, we are feeling for the first time ever in our life. We're allowing ourselves to feel stuff for the first time ever in our life can, can feel super overwhelming. Um, and just learning how to be compassionate with yourself in those spaces and letting the energy move. But it's, it's definitely, it's out there and she's so freaking cool. Um, uh, yeah. 
the energetic alchemist uh, on YouTube. She's got stuff and then uh, social media. She's pretty mean, uh, meme queen, man. She's got some really great memes out there and keeps you in the loop about like the solar flares that have been happening lately because that stuff really affects us. And if you don't know that it's happening, you might think you're going crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did you find the book? Yeah, it is just chakra healing. And then um, the tag is a beginner's guide to self-healing techniques that balance the chakras. And what I use this for either um, in my family or in my sessions is, you know, if I got a headache, like I'll look it up. Yeah. And my kid actually picked this out. We were in a crystal shop one day and she was told me that I needed it. And I was like, okay. And I've, I literally reference it almost every session or like I use it as a, a way to kind of check in with our family, you know, in the crown chakra, we can have depression. If this is imbalanced, we can have depression, chronic exhaustion that's not linked to a physical disorder, extreme sensitivity to light, sound, and other environmental factors, confusion, apathy, and alienation, and also and headaches. I'm like reading this and I'm like, this is what's going on with me right now. <laughs> I was just thinking that too. I was like, oh, okay. And it'll tell you, it'll tell you. I feel a little um, called out right now, Kat. Yeah, I I do too, right? Yeah. So it tells us where the possible causes of energy blocks can be. So lack of trust in in the divine, which is so funny because I was like, I need this land for my festival and some the land that's showing up just there are things that aren't quite in alignment. And I'm like thinking I'm going to have to change some of the things that are like in my core of me. And literally yesterday I got contacted by somebody that has 20 acres and they're like right down the road. And I'm like, um, I'm going to uh, sit with that and unresolved anger. <laughs> I'm going to sit with that today after this. <laughs> Beautiful. I do feel called out. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Are there any other messages or words that you feel inspired to share before we wrap this up? Um, yeah, if you want to, if you want to follow along or get connected, definitely head to love the shit out of yourself.com. Uh, I do a weekly newsletter there where I'll send out the information about the online classes that we do and the in-person events. And also just um, sometimes like an energetic check-in with what's going on collectively, just so that you can not feel alone. But other than that, you start somewhere. If you're going to love the shit out of yourself, start with one thing today and just go from there. It, it doesn't have to be this overwhelming mountain and it does get easier. I can promise you that. Uh, in the beginning, it is challenging though. So set yourself up with support, with community. I'm, I'm here. I'm sure Celeste is here. If you need any support, uh, don't hesitate to reach out you're not alone. If I can tell you anything, it's that you're not alone. This, this loving the shit out of yourself is what's going to change the world. It's going to definitely change your world, but it could definitely change the world if we all do it together. Thank you so much, Kat. And where can we find you? Are you on social media? Yep. Um, so on Facebook, I'm Kat Harmon, Harmon, like harmony without the Y, uh, but love the shit out of yourself is on, um, all platforms, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm going to get better at doing some more TikTok videos cause they're super fun, but, um, yeah, we're on those platforms. Come check us out. And I, I will post all of those in the show notes. And we're just really excited to have had everybody come and join us today. We hope we see you next time. And don't forget to love the shit out of yourselves. Yes, thank you. Okay, I'm going to stop this. Whew, this life is packed.